guys um, go ahead and have a seat. My name's John. Um, I'm filling in. Uh, Bren is out on sabbatical for a chunk of the summertime and is starting to wrap that up. Um, and I, I say that more as a, a reminder to, to just keep praying for Bren, praying for his family. This is a time of, of rest and rejuvenation, um, that, that this is a, a time where he will come back and, and be ready to go for another five to seven years like crazy. Amen. Um, the guys have some Bibles. If you need a Bible, you can uh, throw a hand up. Uh, we're going to be jumping all over the place today, but primarily we're going to be working out of Romans 12. And I, I think uh, we could all do with slowing the pace down a little bit, yeah? Um, I could do with slowing the pace down a little bit. Um, I have a, a little boy, Gabe, who's four years old and is wired to be the most rambunctious, crazy. I, I feel bad for my mother because she had five boys, and I only have one. I can't even imagine. And, and, and Gabe is, is go, 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 go all the time. Like, what are we going to do now? What's next? What can we do? I'm bored. I want something to do. Dad, can we, what, what can we do? And he's always, always, always on until he holds still for about 30 seconds and then he's asleep. And, and, and I'm similar to that. Like, I've, I've got to have something to do because, God help me, if I, if I sit down on the couch next to my wife and don't have something making my brain or my body go, I fall asleep drooling on her. And, and, and my son was... Uh, with my wife, they were driving uh, down State Street over by Veterans, and and they're they're waiting for this guy to cross the street. And I don't know if he was like playing Pokemon Go or or something, but he was like glued down to his phone, I guess, and and, and was going at a glacial pace across the crosswalk. And to my wife, like ah, no big deal, just wait for him to pass, and you keep going. Uh, my, my son rolls down the window, which we usually keep locked, and he, he kind of sticks his head out, and he's like, hey, hey, slow guy, put your speeders on, and let's get going, to which he responds by giving my son the bird. My, my son's like, mom, what does that mean? She, my, uh, he's just waving. It's just a way people wave at each other sometimes, which I'm sure we're going to have to correct later on. <laughs> but we, we are like that, right? We, we want to we, go, 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 go. Come on, let's, let's go. I got things to do. I, 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 I need to keep going here. You're in my way. And I think we would do well to, to back down from that pace. Um, I, I think Sunday mornings um, are a brilliant time for us to, uh, even though it, it may be a normal part of our rhythm in life, it is a brilliant time to stop, to slow down, to reflect a little bit, to see where God is pushing and moving and shaping, to remember our heritage as, as the people of God. To, to remember where we have come from and to where God is taking us. And this is a, a good time to get out of that breakneck pace 
just take a breath. Yeah? Oh, and that may be especially good given where um, our, our country and our world has been in the last few weeks. It, it, it's been a, a tragic few weeks for humanity, right? We've, we've had um, senseless shootings. We've had tragic attacks. And it's, it's difficult to reconcile those things. Um, th this morning, th this morning, I, I want us to take some time. I want us to to take this this time when we've slowed down, when we're reflecting, and to think about our posture towards these things, towards the the way we approach these things as believers, that the way we approach these things, given what God has done. And I, I want to preface all of this with saying, I do not care what your opinion is. We all have, I'm sure, very strong opinions. We have strong opinions about Alton Sterling, or Philandro Castile, or the five officers that were shot in Dallas, or our French brothers and sisters, or ISIS. We all have, I'm sure, very strong opinions about what should be done and what our reaction should be and who is right and who is wrong and who is oppressive or not. Right? And I don't, I don't care. And lucky for me, I'm the one with the mic, not you. Right? Because I, there is a way that we can approach these things that brings honor to God and that brings peace to our brothers and sisters. And so we're, we're going to wrestle with those things. So if you thought talking about porn last week was uncomfortable, this may be similar to that, okay? So Romans, Romans 12 is, is where we're going to be working out of And the, the background to, to Romans, Romans is a, a brilliant book, and it's, it's a very difficult, theologically heady book to, to work through, because Paul is, is one of the most brilliant writers of antiquity. The, the man basically created the, the, the study of theology thinking deeply about the things of God and ordering them in a way that we can understand and seeing how all of these things fit together and how to shape those things together. And Romans is like his opus magnus of, of this is the broad picture of what God has been doing among his people from the beginning to where Paul's at now and into the future. And, and so he lays out right in the beginning that we're a broken, broken people that something is not right, that, that we, we, we feel it inside us, that the creation groans with brokenness. 
I don't know, how many of you guys um, have a green thumb, like gardening? You can, you can participate in this. You can raise a hand if you want. Or I can't grow things to save my life. Every year I start out and I'm like, we're going to have a garden, babe. We're, we're going we're to have some tomatoes and, and we're going to eat off this garden. And it takes about three weeks before it's dead. And I'm like, eh, screw it. I, I, I just, I can't get things to grow. In gardening, there is this constant care that needs to happen because creation is trying to destroy what you are growing, right? There's never enough water. There's always weeds. There's always bugs that you have to cultivate this thing. And Paul in Romans talks about things are broken inside of us and around us. But God was working all along. And he was bringing a people in Israel up. And he was starting to lay the foundations for, no, 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 don't, don't do life like this. Do life like this. And, and, and over thousands of years, he, he was working in, this is what you want to do. This is where your brokenness will take you. And this is where I want you to go. get to the middle of the book of Romans and, and, and he, he begins talking about there's, there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, right? We, we love reading those passages. That nothing can separate us from the love of God. That, that God has taken the initiative to make all things right. And he moves from there to talking about how no, no longer is it just the Jews are God's chosen people, but the Gentiles, they have been grafted in as well. And can we get an amen for that? Because that's us, right? Like we, we have a tendency to think that we were in all along, but we weren't. God, God brings us into the story. He, he brings us into the story by no merit of our own, by nothing that we've done, but simply by his, his grace by his loving us. And, and then Paul moves from that towards the end of, uh, end of the book in Romans of saying, okay, now this is what it looks like. Now that you've seen this is how we've been broken and this is what God has been doing and this is how God is healing things and this is how he is bringing people together, this is what it's going to look like now. And so Romans 12, 9, he starts digging deeper. And, and there is almost a, a shotgun approach to here are a bunch of little things, a bunch of postures that you can take. It says, let love be genuine. what is evil and hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection and outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in the spirit and serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. 
contribute to the needs of the saints, and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. And repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. And if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. I feel like we could spend 10 weeks just digging into that. Just phrase by phrase and and sentence by sentence and, and digging into what does it look like? How, how do we put flesh to this? But Bren's going to be back soon, and instead we're going we're to drop into Ephesians for three years. So we don't have time for that. But I, I what, what does it look like? In regards to where we have been as a country in the last two weeks. What does this look like? What does it look like to rejoice with those who rejoice and to weep with those who weep? We, we have a problem in our, our country. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter which side you choose to fall on. Whether you would fall on Black Lives Matter blue lives matter, that all lives matter, there is something broken on all sides. And the church as a whole across our country has not done a very good job at responding to these things. There are glimpses of of hope here and there, and there are glimpses of shameful response. But who will we be? Who will Rev 22 be in light of what's happened? Who will Rev 22 be in light of where we are? We live in Boise, right? We have the most ridiculously large police force that I've ever seen for a town this size. We have 0.07% of a population 
of African Americans. We have 11% Hispanic, which is contextually a, a pain point in our community. Um, there are people who call Rev 22 home who have experienced racism firsthand, who, who have watched as their children play on the playground and someone says, don't go play over there with them. Who will we be in light of these things? And we are, we are quick to form opinions about who was right and who was wrong. Who overused their authority? Who was brutal? Who did right? Who did wrong? But that's not supposed to be our posture. Our posture is supposed to be, let our love be genuine. Let us weep with those that weep. To love one another with brotherly affection and outdo one another in showing honor. We cannot be a people that rises up and says stupid things. I know that we, we can statistically look. The, 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 the problem with statistics, let me rant for a minute. The problem with statistics is you can make statistics say whatever the heck you want them to say. Whatever you want. Seriously, I've played that game so much. It's like a hobby. What matters is that our African-American brothers and sisters feel something is not right, that the system is broken, so it, it really doesn't matter that, that you can take the, the statistics and justify the criminal rate one way or the other. That, that you can say, well, the, you know, statistically, it doesn't matter. That's what they feel. And we can't dismiss that. We can't dismiss what they are sitting across from us and saying is a place of pain. And you know what? The same goes for our police officers. God help us, we are so quick to judge. And friends who have told me 
they, they're, they're black, and they say, I feel self-conscious in my own skin. And the same for officers who say, I put on that uniform and I don't know how people are going to think of me. What presuppositions they are going to have. And as a church, as a church, we need to be an example of breaking that. Amen. not respond to these situations in anything but weeping with those who weep. Because the last thing you want to do when people are in pain is to come to them and say, well, did you do this? Well, maybe you shouldn't have acted like this. Maybe you should have done this. Maybe, how, how does that help? How, do, how does that help when you, you go into the, the emergency room and there's mom and dad and little Joey is, is in the ER because he was playing out by the street and got hit by a car? And now mom and dad are weeping because they don't know what's going to happen to little Joey. Do you think it's good to come up to mom and dad and say, well, you should have been keeping a better eye on him? Who would do that? And, and yet... As a culture, we will do the same to our African-American brothers and sisters, to our Hispanic brothers and sisters, to our police officers. to have a softness. We must let our love be genuine. We must abhor what is evil. We must hold fast to what is good, to love one another with brotherly affection and to outdo one another in showing honor. put ourselves in that uncomfortable place. Will, will we will we see those who are black around us and say, brother, sister, I'm sorry. I know this hurts. Will we be intentional about being in their lives even though it's going to be uncomfortable because it, it's a, it, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to say, right? Um, I, I have spent the majority of my trade career working alongside um, Mexican men. 
straight from Mexico. And their story is similar. Idaho is not known as being the most tolerant of states, communities, right? Will you get into their lives? Just to be in their lives. Just to love them. Just to weep alongside them when there are painful points. To outdo them in honoring them. This, this last week, a, a massive tragedy occurred in Nice, France, right? It was senseless, and it was brutal, and it was heart-wrenching. And by and large, as a country, we have responded by saying, if you are Muslim, you are not welcome here. How do we respond to something like ISIS? Because maybe that's a whole other lens to look at this with. What is your posture towards people, towards things, towards organizations, towards cultures, towards things that you don't understand, that go against what you know, that, 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 you, that are, are seemingly out to destroy you? in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty. Do not think high of yourself, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight and repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to all, give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Will, will you allow the word of God to challenge your posture? Will you allow the word of God to challenge your posture towards things that are unpopular in our culture? I, I appreciate the, the songs that are, are worship team has put together this week, um, especially leading into the message, um, to, to look back and, and to remember and to tell and to proclaim what God has done has to be our foundation. We, we can't do this posture on our own. 
that we will, we will fail miserably over and over and over again if we cannot start with what God has done for us. If we cannot start with the gospel. And I know it's not popular to say, forgive ISIS. Love the people in ISIS. Love the officer that you think is brutal and overusing his power that you don't trust. And it's scandalous to think that we do anyway. But the gospel is scandalous. Like, Paul goes on after what we read and says, don't take vengeance. Because God is in control, and either way, right will be made right. Our job is to respond with the right posture. Um, so the, the, the worship team, they're, they're going to pop back up. We're going to transition to a time of, of meditating, of responding, of thinking about what is it that God is pushing on us? Where is our posture faulting? Where, where are we hesitant to let go of our opinions and our feelings about what is going on around us? This is a time that the, the, the worship team will sing and they will give us words to, to pray, to wrestle with. My hope is always week after week that, that the songs we sing, that the songs we sing have this uncanny ability to haunt us through the week, right? And may they haunt us. May we constantly be reminded that we did everything wrong and God initiated reconciliation. May we be a people who can posture ourselves in a way to create reconciliation to tear down the dividing walls of hostility because he's taken two and made them one. One people. Because, you, you know what, in, in Revelation 7, it says all tongues, all tribes, all people groups, all ethnicities will gather together and they will sing praise before God. And you are going to stand next to a Muslim man or a black man or a Hispanic man or a redneck white man. And you'll all be singing the same song. And there's hope in that. And we need patience through the tribulation. We need patience through the pain points. But we must respond Humility, we must respond in love.
And we've got to be the example in our communities. Right? And these are good things to wrestle with in your gospel communities. These are good things to wrestle with 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 the people who are sitting next to you to figure out, I, I don't know how to work on that. I'm not a fool. I, I know this is 20, 30 minutes on a Sunday morning. You'll do with it what you will do with it. My prayer is that you would keep wrestling, that you would keep pushing in, that you would keep seeing posture, that you would, you would meditate on the things Paul writes in Romans 12 and say, how am I doing this towards my brothers and sisters around me, towards the people I encounter all week? So I'll pray and we'll respond. Uh, me and, and maybe a couple of the guys will be hanging out after service by that black curtain. If, if you need to talk through these things, let's, let's do that. If you need to get connected to a gospel community because that's the place to wrestle through these things and that's the place to put feet to these things, you were handed that little fold-out thing on your way in. You can write that on the tear-out. We, we want to do this together. and We want to be that light. May we? So I'll pray and I'll finally let these guys start playing. God, there are those of us that need to just sit and let the music wash over us. while we wrestle with our prejudices, with our hate, with our anger. There are those of us that need to sing at the top of our lungs, that, that these songs may be our prayers. There are those of us that need to confide in a friend. May you haunt us all week, God. May you haunt us for the rest of our lives and keep pushing and prodding and shaping our posture to become more, more like the one who hung on a cross haunt us until we stand next to our brothers and sisters of all ethnicities and sing worthy is the lamb. May you keep us. May you cause your face to shine upon us. May you give us peace. We love you. It's in your name we pray, and it's in your name that all God's people say.